be a billionaire so freaking bad by all of the things I never had. Welcome to the Celebrity Net Worth Podcast. It is the week of January 21st, and we've got a really great show for you tonight. We've actually got two people joining us. Uh, the main guest is Dana, who is Dana is the, are you the founder, CEO, creator of Deposit of a Gift, I'm assuming? Yep, founder, CEO, creator of DepositaGift.com, absolutely. DepositaGift.com, and we're going to talk all about that with our regular co-host, Dave Suddenorf. Are you there, Dave? Hey, Brian, I'm here. All right, cool. So I think this will be a really interesting conversation. It's relevant to pretty much everybody. Dana's site, I think, is really relevant to anyone who's listening to the podcast or who checks Subject Net Worth regularly. So before we even get started, Dana, can you just explain to us what depositagift.com is in the first place? Sure. So we are a crowdfunding site, um, and our focus really is um, a broad focus. Actually, you can use us to raise money for anything that matters to you. Um, So literally, we have people raising money for everything from memorial funds and medical expenses and and group gifts on the personal side um, to uh, we also have a, a nice niche with um, organizations, so small to medium-sized nonprofits, schools, uh, religious organizations. Um, those are probably our two most popular areas, but like I said, people can use us to raise money for anything. So we still see things with like businesses, creative and entrepreneurial projects. Really, you know, it runs the gamut in that sense. So let's say I'm... Looking to raise money to, I, I let's say I run a school and I'm looking to buy a new school bus or something like that, and I want to raise $5,000. Yeah. What do I do? Come to the site, click the orange button on the homepage to get started. System sets you, uh, sends you through a pretty simple setup wizard. Uh, it's kind of like a template, right? So it prompts mm-hmm. you to tell your story briefly, upload a picture, choose a goal. Um, we've got a tool for you to do a suggested donation amount, which we find is really great for um, making the process of contributing that much quicker, which is what you want as the fundraiser. Um, and then you complete setup and it'll prompt you to share it, right? And so the goal is really once you get your site set up, you know, telling the story of what's what's the mission of your campaign, it's all about the marketing. Um, and so you want to share it um, with your network, in social media, email, really any sort of um, marketing program that you can put together that you think that your people will respond to. Mm-hmm. And and so people just do, so typically people donate money and it's a donation. It's it's not any there's not like a transaction that occurs like you don't buy you're not like raising money and selling something. You're raising money to buy something. Yeah, so you can use our site in two different ways. We um I would say that the majority of people use us like a donation-based crowdfunding site, which means it's kind of like karmic, you know, fundraising, like anything sort of for goodwill, right? So you you donate to it just because it's a cause that you believe in. Um, But we actually also have a rewards tool. So let's say somebody was, um, you know, raising money for their business. I know you're out in San Francisco and we had um, this really cool store called um, Secession Art and Design, and they were expanding their business and moving locations. And so they actually offered different tiers of rewards for people who donated at different amounts. But in general, you know, for anyone out there who's listening and isn't familiar with crowdfunding at all, 
crowdfunding is really just online social fundraising, right? So it's about taking your fundraising efforts online and using a platform that makes it really easy for you to tap into your social network, which, you know, ideally should help you be able to reach more people and raise more money um, as quickly as possible. But the the key is really how you do it, um, and that's something where deposit a gift really kind of where we do our best work is that we offer really hands-on customer service to help you figure out how are you going to, you know, get people engaged in your campaign because that's kind of one of the myths out there. You know, you you can't just put your campaign up and pray. Right. <laughs> hope Absolutely. that people are going to find it. You got you have to have a plan of like, you know, how are you going to get it out there into the world? And and at a certain point, honestly, you you've tapped your Facebook page, so there has to be a second idea or third idea of getting the word out there like for the clothing store. Is it a clothing store in San Francisco? Actually, they're like, yeah, it's a cool store. It's like art, design, I think they've got clothing, yeah, a whole bunch of things. So they might go to, like, their customer list and be like, hey, you're one of our best customers, and uh, if you help us do this, you will be not only helping us expand, which helps you, but we'll give you some cool prize for helping us do that. Exactly. I mean, it's really about, like, visualizing your network, right? Who do you have access to? So it could be your Facebook friends. It could be if you, um, like, run a store or let's say you were doing it for Celebrity Net Worth, right? So you Mm -hmm. might have a listserv, right? So you've got access to a list of people. Um, In the example you gave about, like, running a school, right, you probably, you have access to all the parents. And maybe even, you know, of course, your best like ROI would be online, right? If you can advertise it online and have people click and give in two minutes or less, that's going to be the most efficient. But, you know, if you were running a school, you might say, well, you know what? My parents respond well to flyers, home in the kids' backpacks. That could be a great way to, you know, to mm-hmm. um, market the campaign. It's a little bit of an extra step. They have to, you know, t- type the URL into their phone or their computer. But, you know, you want to really know your audience and be able to connect with them in any means that you think they'll be most receptive to. And how does Deposit a Gift make money? So it's a service fee model. I mean, that's generally how most crowdfunding sites work. Um, The fees typically break down into two ways. So you've got the platform fee, and that's how a crowdfunding site makes money. Um, And then we all have credit card processing fees that are just, you know, cost of doing business. Um, But one of the cool things about Deposit a Gift is that we actually have um, the lowest fees out there. So our fees range um, from 55 to 7.5%, which is really low in the space. I mean, most sites are anywhere from like 85 to 12%. That's great. Well, so one of the things that Dave actually texted me an hour ago, out of the blue, he just texted me, crowdfunded mortgages, question mark. So Dave, can you sort of walk us through what you meant by that and, and what your thoughts were? And how that might relate to this crowdfunding thing in general? Yeah, and I think I kind of misspoke. I kind of was referring more to like peer-to-peer lending, where um, the investor, the the person making a loan, is expecting something in return for uh, making a, a loan to the borrower. Um, and I think you know, I think the the difference there is that um, at the you know, compared to crowdfunding. Um, like Dave was saying, sometimes it can be for a donation or it can be uh, to start a project and the return would be some type of uh, some type of gift following like the successful um, you know crowdfunding and then development of that project. Here I'm kind of referring to the fact that you know 
sometimes there are instances where it's tough for a, a borrower to get a loan. Um, so I think we talked about a few weeks back, we talked about lending clubs, um, where a borrower might be looking for $10,000 to pay off some credit card debt or to remodel a kitchen and they, that, that borrower can't go to a bank and get a loan for that for right. any number of reasons. Um, so I was, I was at this conference tonight and people were talking about how most, um, availability of mortgages, um, for single family residential homes, um, it's still pretty hard. It's still pretty tough to get. You have to have great credit, um, which got me thinking, okay, well, if people, if these companies have popped up to enable, um, uh, individuals to lend money to other individuals so they can retire debt, like credit card debt or to remodel their kitchen. Why can't they do it on a little bit larger scale so that they can go out and buy a home? Um, so that's kind of why I was texting you tonight about that. I hadn't seen that yet. I don't know if it's it's something that people are working on, but I was just thinking about that as a, as a kind of a next step. Dana, any thoughts on that? Well, okay, I'm I'm certainly not going to profess to be an expert now, but it sounds kind of similar to me, like similar to a site like Kiva. I mean, it's hard for me to imagine like people doing that for like, you know, middle-class Americans or something like that. You know, I just don't know that they could make a compelling enough case for like the need, but it could be an interesting idea for, you know, people who are on the on the needier scale, right? So, like, Kiva does that in developing countries where, you know, a large group of people can contribute a small amount of funds to help, like, you know, a farmer get a plot of land or some animals. So you could translate that as, like, you know, a similar idea. Um, I mean, really, crowdfunding is all about, you know, motivating your crowd to help you achieve a goal. Um, and... The funny thing is sort of, you know, the origins of, of Deposit a Gift is that we've actually been live um, for for over five years now. We, we existed before really a lot of the crowdfunding sites did. When we started, we actually, we didn't even carry that label. We were what was known as a cash gift registry service. That's how mm-hmm. we started. Um, and really what it was was just a polite way to ask for cash gifts and mostly Mm -hmm. for like weddings and babies. So think like a traditional wedding registry, but instead of pots, pans, towels, and sheets, people registering for honeymoons and home down payments, which Mm -hmm. is also kind of made me think of your whole mortgage idea. Again, like, you know, it's not in the the same scale of like completing that full need. Um, And I don't know that like people would you know, come together to pony up for your mortgage just because the bank wouldn't give it to you if you sort of lived within a certain socioeconomic status. But I will say from like a gifting perspective, um, just at the end of last year, I was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal um, in their real estate section. um, And they were asking us about, you know, home down payment uh, registries and, you know, anything to do with homes. And they asked us to do an analysis on all of the... um, cash gift wedding registries on our site, which actually still is a piece of our business. Um, And we thought before we did the deep dive that um, the most popular type of registry was still a honeymoon registry. So like, you know, registering for money towards airfare and hotel and, you know, massages and romantic dinners. But actually what we found was um, not only had um, 
I would call them like real estate registries, so home down payment registries and remodel registries become more popular on our site, those registries actually get um, higher ticket gifts than honeymoons. So there is something to be said for people really valuing, um, you know, the gift of investing in, in your home. What do you, uh, go ahead, sorry. Like, no, uh, I was just going to ask the, for the people that, um, gave money towards a down payment, what, what were some of the gifts that they returned, they got in return? Oh, they don't get anything in return. Think of it like a wedding registry, right? So it, like, it looks, feels, and functions like a department store registry, but instead of it saying, like, you know, buying someone a tangible thing, what people do on our site is they sort of, um, just in a cute way, break down the needs of the home. So, like, you can contribute gotcha. towards the front door or, you know, the garage. Um, and if it's a remodel, then actually people often get more specific and more, like, real, right? So we're really remodeling our kitchen. We need a new refrigerator. We need a new stove. We need, you know, demolition crew, that kind of thing. But it's really just um, it's just a cute way to communicate this is the what's going on in our lives, what's more important, we'd rather save towards a bigger goal, and you mm-hmm. can be a part of, you know, making that happen for us. Be- you know, because we don't live, I mean, we're kind of going off on a tangent about gifting, but, like, we don't live in a cash-gifting culture, by and large, in North America, right? So it's not polite to ask for cash, yet that's really the gift that everyone wants. And right. so that's kind of a happy medium. But it's just interesting in this whole idea of, like, homes. I mean, I think that's becoming a big focus. So kind of, like, I would say for a certain socioeconomic level kind of person, the cash gift registry, like the home down payment registry, um, is a good idea. It may not get you the full mortgage, but it could get you a nice chunk of change. And then, you know, you may have something there for, like, you know, a certain level of people who, you know, the community wants to see in a home and not homeless. And that, that could be an idea there. Well, I think what you're putting your finger on is the fact that so far, both of you are saying something similar, which is that so far it's, it really helps if there's like an emotional component mm-hmm. to the uh, crowdfunding. So if you're doing the things that you just described, Dana, like raising money for a refrigerator or our house was destroyed in a hurricane, People will rally in a heartbeat, but when if it's if it's more on what the more on the Dave side of what he was describing, if it's just like, hey, we're a young couple and we're doing fine in life, but we just got married and we'd really prefer to have twenty thousand dollars for a mortgage than uh, even like a wedding. Like I have a friend whose father-in-law offered to give them like a forty thousand dollar down payment on whatever they wanted to do with that or to pay for their wedding. And to be completely honest, the guy really just wanted the money and like could have lived with a very small, humble wedding, but you were never going to get that through to the girl. So that was never going to happen anyways, but it was an interesting concept. Um, The other thing I wanted to say was that I just recently heard a story about how there are cities in Canada where they've actually built homes for all the homeless people. And it has, not surprisingly, like eradicated homelessness because... Are you sure it's Canada? I think we just saw that. It's in Utah. Utah. You're right. I always confuse Canada and Utah. It was just on uh, CBS Sunday morning this weekend, right? Utah, Canada, totally the same. Not all the same really, place. All really nice people. <laughs> really nice people. But you're right. No, I just saw that too. And, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's like... They are saving money 
by doing that because these homeless people are in a home, they are rejoining the workforce, they are not doing bad things because they're sleeping on the street and bothering a business owner or whatever. Well, health, I think, also. Like, I think they talked about, like, the cost of medical, like, emergency medical for people who don't have, like, traditional care and a safe place yeah. to live. Yeah, it was an amazing piece. I mean, and the fact that it really just came, like, they just did a deep dive into the to the metrics of homelessness and found that it costs a lot less to actually give people a safe place to live mm-hmm. and then actually help them get on their feet so that they wanted to be self-sufficient as a really um, incredible story. Yeah. Uh, One of the weirdest things to me about the crowdfunding industry has, there's a couple things that has, that has always been a little weird to me. Number one is whenever celebrities try to use crowdfunding and one of them's happening right now. Like I, I keep seeing tweets where people are tweeting like, why is TLC trying to crowdfund to raise money for an album when they're all wealthy? Like they might not be as wealthy as Beyonce or Lady Gaga, but like the members of TLC and their managers are wealthy. Why are they bugging their fans to help them raise like 150 grand or whatever they're trying to raise? So that's like one weird thing that happened with Zach Brass. Like he was trying to raise a ton of money and he's super wealthy. Yeah, but you know why they're doing it. It's not because of that. I mean, that's one of the things that's interesting. I was I was actually just giving a, a workshop on crowdfunding this evening, um, and you know, one of the things that we talk about in the in the workshop is, you know, crowdfunding is is cool because it is. It's not just about processing, right? This is not just a a cash register or passing a hat around a church where you're just you know giving somebody twenty bucks. Crowdfunding is is marketing. Marketing mm-hmm. plus processing, right? And yeah. so when when celebrities or you know, there's so many different kinds of crowdfunding. Like I would say on our site, you know, eighty to ninety percent of it is more like donation based crowdfunding. You know, there's going to be mm-hmm. other sites out there that it's all about, you know, create, creative and entrepreneurial projects and new businesses. But um, for what you're talking per, in, per, about in particular, you know, what they're trying to do is like a test the market you know, mm-hmm. make sure that it's primed and that they, they want the new album, that they want the new film, and to right. sort of create this sort of marketing groundswell around what they're doing so that when it actually comes out, you know, they've got this whole huge cohort of people who are like, ambassadors for this yeah. new product or this new film or this new book. I mean, I, I get it why you would say, oh, this is weird or like slightly annoying, but it's an interesting I never thought really of it that way. a marketing play. Yeah, I never thought yeah, of it that I, way. Yeah, I, I contributed money to a buddy of mine who is in a band, and some of that money went towards uh, recording a new album. So, like, I'm I'm part of that album. Like, I have some ownership in that album in a way where I'm like, okay, I I helped enable for like a, a dollar donation. I helped enable him get into the studio for you know, for two hours and, uh, yeah, but he's not famous, right? He's like a regular, he's like a hardworking musician trying to make it right. Correct. But even if it is like, uh, you know, a multi-platinum artist and I can say, well, I contributed $1 to the next, uh, Metallica CD. I'm going to be much more to your, your point about marketing. I'm going to be much more excited about that album coming out. And, and for what it's worth, I can, I can, promote it, I can, um, you know, spread the the fact that it's coming out via word of mouth, or I can just 
have some satisfaction knowing that I played a part in it. Yeah, I mean, the principles still apply. I guess the thing that Brian was saying is like, isn't that weird for people who already have money? But I think it's for the exact same reasons that you feel committed to, you know, your friend, the outcome of your friend's album, even though he's not famous, is the same principles as why uh, somebody who does have celebrity, uh, why they would want to do something like this, because they know that they can create like a similar groundswell, but actually on a much bigger scale because they have the resources to do it. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of answered my second, my second hesitation with your, with your answer, because my second hesitation was going to be not only is it weird that they already have money, but it's like, you don't own anything from it, but and like, so like if I were to invest in a startup and I would own, want to own a piece of it, but now I'm totally rethinking it because if like the creator of the TV show, the wire announced a fundraiser to have another season of the wire tomorrow, even though I know he's wealthy and I know HBO is extremely wealthy, I would do it in a heartbeat and I would give over as much money as I possibly could to do it because I love that show and I would blast it out to my Facebook page and everybody would hate me for it. But I, I totally get it now. That's really cool. It's definitely like an interesting approach. I mean, listen, this is an evolving industry, and I mean, we're all evolving with it. Like I said, like our site, we started off as a cash gift registry service, and the way we ended up in the crowdfunding space was that our users made the mental leap before we did, that if you could register for your honeymoon, why can't you register for what your school needs or to raise money for someone who's sick or for more memorial fund or for a get well gift or a retirement gift? They, they, they took it the next step. And, you know, that's kind of a lot of times where these things go. And I think sometimes some of the best ideas are just, you know, user led, but it's all happening at such a rapid speed that we're all kind of bearing witness to it right now. And, you know, certain ideas are going to fly and be great. And others, we're just going to say, okay, you know, that doesn't make any sense. But right. it's all happening very, very quickly for this particular industry of crowdfunding. Well, this is, I think, a pretty good note to end on. I think we learned a lot, and I, I'm pretty excited to see where this all goes. Uh, do you have any final words of wisdom or thoughts for us, Dana? Or a plug? <laughs> well, definitely. I mean, thanks for having us on the show. You can find us at depositagift.com. And, you know, a lot of times people just have questions. They've got campaign ideas that they're uh, interested in, in feeling out if it would make sense. So I would hope that, you know, any of uh, your listeners would feel comfortable reaching out. I'll give you my personal email. It's simply Dana at depositagift.com. Um, and you can find us on Facebook, forward slash depositagift, Twitter, forward slash depositagift. But Really, you can use our site to raise money for anything that matters to you, and we'd love to support you. Awesome. Well, thank you for appearing on the podcast, and Dave, thank you for appearing as well. Yeah, lively discussion. Yeah, Very nice. Fun. Yeah, it's great to meet you, Dana. Thanks for... Uh, I know where I'm going for my, uh, I guess, wedding registry one day or for uh, kind of everything else I need if I need to crowdfund something over uh, <laughs> all the other options that are out there. So uh, yeah. thanks for giving me yeah, the idea. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, and everybody have a good night.